The Hometown Foundation is excited to bring back the Dream Ride Experience, August 26th to the 28th at Connecticut's Farmington Polo Club. Join us in celebrating the accomplishments of our Dream Riders while enjoying live music, a car and motorcycle show, family fun zone, pet adoptions, canine demonstrations, the fireman's chili cook-off, and much, much more. Get your tickets today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this most influential sports talk show in the country. I want to welcome everybody to the program on this 19th day of July. And man, it was a hot one here in the Nashville, Tennessee area. And of course, I'm sure everywhere in the country at this point, right? Uh, Tonight, we got the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Going to talk a little bit of Juan Soto here in just a minute. Um, also, let me go back to my comments here. Uh, James Harden, now he wants to play. Now he wants to take a pay cut. Now he wants to play. I'll get into that. Jamar Chase, a little bit upset about his Madden rating, and I think that is a good thing. Orlando Brown, uh, there's a potential holdout there with his contract. That is a must for the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, we'll talk about this Leah Thomas, the swimmer, uh, transgender swimmer issue and situation being nominated for Woman of the Year by Penn University. We'll get to that. And um, let's see. Let me make sure. Lamar Jackson and, of course, SEC Media Days, which means college football is right around the corner. But first, Juan Soto. Uh, that was a big story over the weekend. He turns down a $440 million, 15-year contract, 23-year-old. Uh, turns this down. He wins the home run derby, which that doesn't mean anything. But on top of everything, he won the home run derby. Turned this uh, huge contract down by the Washington Nationals, a team I was looking at. 31 and 63. And according to Buster Oney, ESPN, if he is not signed by August 7th, he will be traded. And mind you, what was really ironic, last time the, the Nationals went through this was a few years ago with Bryce Hopper. And as soon as they let him walk, they win the World Series. So, okay, 15 years. 15 years, you know, you got to ask yourself, I'm slowly getting back into the rhythm of watching baseball. Baseball's been interesting this year. I've talked about a little bit, not much, but about Aaron Judge and his contract, the Yankees, and 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 just, but but the, what I really like to go in baseball is talk about these uh, long contracts, and they, and they never really work out. These are... Uh, Pickles, good to see you, are contracts that have never really worked out. Only one that I can even think of, these 10-year contracts, has even come remotely close to working out was Alex Rodriguez with the Yankees because their payroll is insanely high. He had one of the worst batting averages in the postseason. And they still signed to begin because they were flooded with that Yes Network money. But we've talked about this a few weeks ago. Mike Trout, his huge $400 million contract. That team is barely 500 Him and Otani. Uh, let's talk about another young, young man here. A 14-year contract by $340 million by Fernando Tatis with the San Diego Padres. Uh, they have a decent record. He has a wrist injury, and he still hasn't came back from that wrist injury because he has no incentive to come back from that wrist injury. So you, you ask yourself, why are these teams doing it? The Anaheim Angels years ago, Pickles, you remember that, with, with, with uh, Albert Pujols. And they do it for the money, they do it simply just to sell tickets. And, and the reason why they do that is the baseball 
is, is no salary cap. And CBS did a study, and they did an impressive study. They said, well, baseball doesn't need a salary cap. Baseball has more winners than any other sport that are that are different. Uh, uh, teams winning talks about the, the, the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Braves. It, ha- it has more winners over the past 22 years, and that is true over the last 22 years than the other leagues. However, when you talk about salary, lack thereof it, my thing is, and, and like I said, I know this is straight up about nothing more than selling tickets. I was looking at this salary cap, a proposed salary cap. By the way, the the Reds, the the, the Dodgers right now have a two hundred sixty million dollar salary uh, salary team salary. The Baltimore Orioles have forty five million, forty five million, and CBS makes a good argument. The AL East has one of the best records and in uh everybody's 500 or better but how much better would that be if since we we just come to the to the disclosure that these long 10 years 15 year contracts never work out how about you pay these guys more money for shorter contracts so they can uh, still keep the carrot in front of them and your team is not strapped on the back end because you wanted to milk that money. You wasn't in, it, you wasn't interested in winning because you know you don't have the money to win. You may luck up like a Kansas City Royals, like this CBS uh, article said, or somebody like that. May uh, uh, Florida Marlins, if you go to back 25 years, May luck up and get a few first-round drafts. But what did they do? That's what CBS doesn't talk about. What did they do after that? They, they're, they're, they're farm systems for the Yankees and the Dodgers. That's what they do. Those are the facts. But I was reading an article here. And this was, I got this off Google. It says in 2019, this was a hypothetical how does the salary cap work? It, it, it is it is it is it is revenue sharing, and each team gets a cap, and each team gets a floor, and that's my problem. Listen, as much as I'm starting to somewhat talk about baseball now, because I do like to talk about big money and big contracts, and baseball has made a uh, an effort and air quotes, to expedite the game starting when the next two years. Uh, speed clocks, uh, eliminate shifting, uh, all this stuff is, is trying to speed up the game, right? So they are making an effort. The next step, because NHL, uh, MLB, or NBA and NFL, the other sports have some sort of cap, whether it be hard or soft. They need a hard cap. So this is a hypothetical. Uh, in 2019, Major League Baseball pulled in $10.7 billion, not even close what the NFL does, by the way. And they play 162 games. Average about $350 million per team by assigning a 36% share to the level we get per team, uh, a salary cap of 128.5 per team. So 128.5, and the floor, the floor, which means you have to spend that money, would be 115.7. Wouldn't you like Machado to be on one team and Tatis be on another team, signing five-year deals and keeping those players motivated to get another five-year deal or another three-year deal? Because Tatis is taking his time from that risk injury. There's no motivation. What people don't understand is not everybody's motivated by just playing good and being great. Quite frankly, more people are motivated by the money. They enjoy the game and everything. They're motivated by getting that next contract. 
any study will tell you that. Any study will tell you that. You know, and I'm sure the owners would like a cap, actually. Uh, the players union wouldn't like that because they, they, they want to be able to max out these, these giant contracts, you know. But what I'm saying is you have more stars more spread out through the league and shorter co- – my point is these 15-year contracts, none of them work out. And it's just about selling jerseys. That is all that is about. That is keeping little kids there and selling jerseys. And your team is a 500 or worse team. You may luck up and get some lucky pitchers in your in your uh, draft. You go through your farm system, and then you uh, you get to the World Series, and then those players go to the Yankees. Uh, they go to the Red Sox. They go to now. They go to the Dodgers. And then you're horrible for several years. And then the cycle starts back over again. That is one of the reasons that in the pace of this game, lack of spread out of all-stars, even though the all-star teams, they use a player from each team, go figure, when a lot of them are just on the Yankees and Dodgers, matter of fact, who have the two best records in baseball. So, and and, and all those, like I said, those – the owner of the management, the only reason to, to give a 23-year-old 14-year contract is you're looking at the numbers of what he's going to do, and you're saying, okay, we're just going to say, we know we're not going to do nothing around this guy. We know we're not going to do anything. You know? Rockies. I forgot all about the Rockies. Yeah. The Rockies, I mean, they're a small market team, too. Totally forget about them. But it, it just seems like you would simply have shorter contracts, more bidders, because you have to make that floor. Wouldn't it be nice if Tampa and Florida uh, had competitive teams every year? Because they've got a good farm system. Wouldn't it be nice if the Oakland A's actually could compete? You know? And I, I ju- and of course, there's going to be have and have nots, but you'll see more stars spread out. Uh, it's better with this other changes. Don't get me wrong, the shifting and 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 all these other proposals that have been put in place, the, the time clocks. They need to shorten the season. This should be pennant month, in my opinion. This should not be All Star break. This should be the pennant, and the playoffs should start in August. And then in September, the World Series should start. Don't compete with football. Do not compete with the NFL. So, anyways, switching gears here, Lamar Jackson. And we talked about him last week, uh, why he was not listed as a – there was 50 executives, uh, coaches and players, uh, random surveys done around the league of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. And there was a big fusset on your ESPN, your networks, while Lamar Jackson uh, uh, was not a quarterback. Nobody said he shouldn't be a a top 10 quarterback. And, of course, I said he's not. I said he's not in the NFL. If you can't throw to win a Super Bowl, you're definitely not a top 10 quarterback. You know, because you've got to make that throw to win the Super Bowl. So we said that last a week ago today. And it had to be a guy like Bernard Pollard who said what I said on Tuesday. Sometimes I think these guys are watching my show that Lamar Jackson, there's a reason why they'll, they'll never get a big name receiver. This is his words, not mine, but he's true. He's telling the truth. Former Raven defensive back. Uh, Bernard Pollard is a guy who tore the ACL of Tom Brady in the 2008 regular season opener, I want to say. Of course, I had him. He played with Kansas City then. Then he went to the Ravens, went to the Titans, uh, won a ring in 2012 with the Ravens. And he says, hey, look, man. And they they went this little Twitter war or whatever. And the truth of the matter is the guy gave his top 10 and his didn't have – Lamar Jackson in there, and Lamar went back and said, stop clapping. I guess that means stop lying. 
and yada, yada, yada. So Jason Whitlock is, is a guy who the sports media, the traditional sports media can't stand this guy because he's truth serum. Part of they can't stand him is because they can't, they don't have the nerve to say what he has said over the years. And they don't, a lot of them simply don't believe it, but he is simply truth serum. And people get so mad at this guy because he tells the truth. And the truth will set these players free rather than pandering to them. Okay? Let me see if we can play this. So this is this is uh, Jason Whitlock from uh, his show Fearless the other day. And I want to make sure that I, I've got it right before I... These rape allegations, but before that, just but before that, you couldn't touch him. Lamar, Lamar Jackson lives in that protective bubble that Why Cam not Newton lived in, where people were afraid to criticize Cam Newton out of fear of being called racist. Bingo. And that bubble that's there allegedly to protect Lamar Jackson could potentially cripple Lamar Jackson the same way it crippled Cam Newton. We throw a pity party for black people and black quarterbacks. And pity doesn't pay any bills. We die by pity. They're going to kill Lamar Jackson with pity and excuse. Friday, we wrapped up the show. Of course, my phone paused up there. But that pity party, that kid gloves... And that's another reason why you guys should watch Sportscope, okay? It, it, it's, I'll give you the truth. Now, he said that about Cam Newton. What did I say before he even said anything? Cam Newton leads the league in rushing attempts by a quarterback. And lead led the league. Hard to stop him on the one yard line. I have to give it to him. He get that. He gets you that touchdown. He'll take it away from your running back pickles. You know, and I did a stat the other day about six months ago. I looked this up. His attempts by the time he's thirty, he's twenty five now, pickles. But the time he's thirty, he would outrush attempt at his pace now. Cam Newton. Cam's 33 and out of a job right now. And I do think that part of that is because he's black. Uh, ESPN will not call that out. But you will hear because I, I just call balls and strikes, you know. And that being said, I'm going to praise the guy. I'm, I'm going to be fair with Lamar Jackson's, because you say to yourself, well, why are we even having this conversation? The reason why we're having this conversation is this guy's got about a 70, uh, 72% winning percentage, you know, and he, when, when, when he was drafted in two, by the way, he was drafted in 2018. Uh, he did beat out the number one pick, Baker Mayfield. He did beat out the number three pick, Sam Darnold, who are not on their own teams now. Uh, they are competing against each other. He's a better player than them. Now, he's not better than Josh Allen. Allen was picked number seven. He's got it. Uh, he's got his big contract. But Joe Flacco in 2018. Lost four of his last five games. Uh, never, Flacco never lived up to his contract post that Super Bowl that Bernard Pollard was in uh, in 2012, 2013. He never lived up to it. And there there were uh, rumors that he was simply not working that hard. He would work hard when he gets close to his contract. That's human nature with these guys. Another reason not to sign these professional athletes anything past five years. Really, three. 
I'll pay you bigger money for shorter time. I just don't want to be stuck with that money, you know. But, but going back to Lamar Jackson, they made the right decision to start him. Now, of course, Jackson won six of seven. He won 13 games. They won 14 and two. He got hurt that year, by the way. But they went 14 and two. The guy wins league MVP. Of course, he lost in the first rounds of the Titans that year. Then the next year, he comes back, beats the Titans, gets a gets a playoff win, only to get hurt in the Buffalo game. And then, of course, last year he got hurt again. Uh, there's talk that there's rumors that uh, he didn't like Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator. Well, Greg Roman worked with Colin Kaepernick in San Francisco, who worked with uh, Jim Harbaugh, the brother of John Harbaugh. That's how they even got this system around this guy. Again, year before last, 32nd passing. You're not going to win Super Bowls. I don't care how much you run the ball. You've got to be, you've got to get that number around 15th with that defense. And you got to make the throw when they know you got to throw when the defenses are better. If you're going to beat Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, now you got Russell Wilson. Now you got Deshaun Watson in your own division. You got Joe Burrow. We said this last week. But it's got to the point now that the Ravens are probably going to have to pay him. He's in his fifth-year option. Do you want to let him walk? He's not even in any hurry to sign a contract. According to Marcellus Wiley, and the owner says if he wants to play, let him play. You know, uh, they can they can franchise him. Though that number will get huge, by the way. And the, not this coming up year, but next year if they franchise him. Uh, and like, like Pickle says, He's one run away from being finished. He is one run away from being finished. Uh, Bucky Brooks, NFL Network, he said a few years ago, two years ago, when uh, Justin Fields was available, that they should trade him and, and draft Justin Fields. And I agreed with that, but nobody else did because he won that MVP in his second year. But... I just don't, that being said, there is a, a school of thought out there that I thought about that if he does go to free agency, who's, who's going to take the guy? Uh, would you go to Washington and play under Ron Rivera? Ron Rivera knows what happened with Cam Newton. You know, would... It just seems to me like they would be simply bidding against their self. Somebody like a Washington, maybe a Carolina on a new coach, maybe an Indianapolis. Possibly. Carolina's where Cam Newton come from. Indianapolis, I'm not sure if they go to a new coach, maybe. But it's it's you you really gotta wonder who, who would take Lamar Jackson a guy who has not developed as a passer at 25 years old and coming off multiple injuries and has that many rush attempts. Very interesting. But it's just something that I thought that would um, food for thought and something to revisit since ESPN wouldn't even bring on a panel for that. That's how... That's how uh, inauthentic that they are. So, anywho, staying in the NFL game. Okay. Orlando Brown. Speaking of the Ravens, former Baltimore Raven Orlando Brown is... I tell you, there was a trade made last year to get him. Uh, first-round pick to get him from the uh, from the Ravens to the uh, to the Chiefs. Now, 
According to Athletic, Brown did a better job protecting the blind side of the superstar. Patrick Mahomes adjusted his footwork within the pocket, allowed Brown to have a better blocking angle. Six foot eight, 340 pounds. And according to the Athletic, if they let him go, they, they didn't get a contract worked out. Okay, he wants Trent Williams money. Trent Williams is the tackle from the 49ers. Uh, I like Williams a little bit better, a little bit more fit. Now, remember, Orlando Brown had a awful combine, but he once he got into the league, he did well. He did well at right uh, right tackle. Then they moved him to left after Ronnie Stanley got hurt with the Ravens, and he did so well in 2020 that uh, when Stanley came back, he asked to be traded. Kansas City gladly gave up a first round after their uh, former left tackle uh, got injured. And, and, and really bad. I think it was like Achilles injury. But if he if he were go to go to um, uh, free agency, that he the athletic said that Brown would be the number two free agent as best available players. That's not going to happen uh, when you've got a, a player of um, uh, Pat Mahomes magnitude with shorts on the right side. He's retired now. They're saying that maybe they'll put Tooney in there, the former uh, New England Patriot, to fill in for Orlando Brown. I do not think that's going to happen. You know, I think they're going to work it out. It's a little bit uh, backloaded. I think he wants a little bit more guaranteed money, probably closer to $20 a year. Uh, I don't know about topping Trent Williams. But I would up the ante a little bit because mind you who he's going to be blocking next year. Chandler Jones with the Raiders, who's still got plenty left in the tank. Khalil Mack now is with the Chargers. And now the Broncos have Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb. They're going to be alternating them two back and forth. Uh, We saw in the Super Bowl against Tampa a couple years ago, what the great Patrick Mahomes looks like without his right tackle and left tackle. It is a big deal. It is not something you want to poo-poo and plug and play and get cheap. This is not the receiver. Uh, This is not a Tyreek Hill type of move. I I just disagree with the general public on wide receivers. Play a lot of fantasy. Going to talk about Jamar Chase here in a minute. But – They've got to find a way to figure this out. I think they will. I think they will. But you start to look at what he's going against and the fact that now I think they've got Trey Smith. He can help out at right tackle too. I do think they'll be okay, but it is something to talk about. So anyways, speaking of Jamar Chase, I guess I'll stay in that. It's kind of a fun story, but I'll um, I'll go ahead and knock it out since I'm still with the NFL. Uh, Jamar Chase got ticked off. He got an 87 rating on Madden, and he did not get that 90-plus rating that he wanted. You know, this guy's a rookie coming off the historic season. I've got his stats here in a minute. I, I will play it. Uh, it's on one of my screenshots. But he is below several perennial all-pro players. And I'll, I'll say what, I'll tell you what, Madden got it pretty much spot on. Players like Devontae Adams has the highest rating, 99. Cooper Cup, Super Bowl MVP, uh, 98. Tyreek Hill, 97. A little overrated there, in my opinion. Does not run good routes. Uh, Hopkins still got a 96. He didn't even play last year. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Stephon Diggs, 95. Justin Jefferson, 93. Another LSU guy. 92 by Evans. Uh, I might put him above Terry McLaurin, even though I know McLaurin hadn't had the quarterbacks yet. And I like Keenan Allen, but Amari Cooper's got a 90. All those players are above Jamar Chase. A guy who had, man, I'm trying to see where I can get his stats at. He he broke several records last year. And one rookie of the year, 
pretty much just didn't win it. He blew past it. And I'll say this. There is the sophomore stump is legit. Uh, Super Bowl losers. Super Bowl losers in the last 30 years have not went back to the Super Bowl, not named New England. And you add that, you you put the sophomore slump in there where if teams start keying in on you, now they've got T. Higgins, you know, they got, um, you know, you've got T. Higgins, you got this other guy there, your slot receiver. That's going to take some balls away, but also that keeps you from getting double teamed. But Burrow's going to, that was his guy in college. He's going to force it to him. Teams are going to clamp down on him. They're going to try to take him out of the game and make T. Higgins. And and uh, I think his name is Trey something. Their slot receiver, which is well above average as well. You know. But this kind of motivation is exactly what they need to keep them going forward. I think they're probably the favorites to win the North. I think they could possibly get a one seed. Tyler Boyd Pickles, thank you. It was Tyler Boyd, yeah. Boyd, Higgins, and Chase. All they need is a tight end. Their tight end got hurt. Uh, but when you got a guy like Burrow, I've liked the three offensive line that they added. I know the Ravens are much better defensively this year and healthy coming back. The Steelers are always going to have their pass rush. Uh, Miles Garrett got a really high. Uh, yeah, and of course, Tom Brady, he says that they didn't even put him on the Madden game, not to take offense to it. You know? He says they didn't even put me on the game, man. I can't find it anywhere. I've got so many so much stuff here. Yeah. He said, don't sweat it, man. Madden didn't even put me in the game my second year. This guy won a Super Bowl. And it's little stuff like that. That great players take and make a mountain out of it. And it drives and grinds in there. I remember my dad one time, he said, reporter said Jordan didn't play defense. Michael Jordan. And that was in like 87. Next year, Michael Jordan, not only did he win Defensive Player of the Year, he won the scoring title and MVP in 1988. So even with all the accolades, you still want to have that little bit of edge. Even if you got to make it up. Now here, he didn't make it up. He said, I'm going to keep working extra motivation right here. Jamar Chase is not that big a player. He's just not very big. And and that that's probably the reason for that. Now, Keenan Allen, I do like him. He is an elite route runner. I'm surprised his rookies are. Okay, here, here's his stats here. I got him. This is going back to Jamar Chase. He's had a rookie record for most receiving yards, 1455. He's had a postseason rookie record for the most receiving yards. 368, I understand the regular season, you had 17 games, but he also set a postseason 368, eight touchdowns, 20 on 20 yard throws or more. That was first in the NFL quarter pro football focus. Uh, he's all that, and he's got the quarterback to get in the ball. It's little bitty tidbits like that that you won't, you do not want your players resting on their laurels. That goes back to what I've talked about earlier. Giving these guys too long a contract, you know. Okay. Speaking of resting on your laurels and contracts. So, James Harden comes out. I got the Yahoo Sports put this out the other day. This is Jahar. Harden says, I told Daryl Morey to improve the roster, sign who we need to sign, and give me whatever is left over. This is how bad I want to win. I want to compete for a championship. That's all that matters to me at this stage. And I thought, you know, at 32, 
You're about to be 33, and now you're saying this? James Harden should have said this five years ago. This guy, he had already made that hundred plus billion dollars. Now I understand. Let me be frank here. I understand NBA contracts, like NFL contracts, for the rookie, they're not that good. I mean, they're millions of dollars. They're great for us normal folk here. I get that. But that second contract, when you are uh, a star on the rise, James Harden with with Houston, Jamar Chase, this guy right here is going to make a lot of money. That second contract, that's the one where you want to milk as much money as you possibly can. And in and in and in NBA, that that could be a super max, 150 to 250 million dollars. Uh whatever. And even after taxes and agent fees, you have to be an idiot to blow through that kind of money. Now, I understand at 26 years old, that's possible. But you have to really try hard to be an idiot to go through that kind of money. Then after that, it should be, and it always should be about winning, but it should be get me the best help possible because I want my legacy to be better because the money's not an issue now. I'll make money through businesses and, and, and investments later on. I'm not going to play for free, but I'm not trying to break the bank either. So he waits till he's 32 years old. Now, there's been rumors. I don't even know the rumors at this point. This guy hangs out at the strip club a lot. Uh, we do, This ain't a rumor. He came in out of shape a few years ago before he got booted out of Houston, or he asked to be booted out. And now he's willing to... He took a $15 million pay cut. He's not necessarily giving a ton. He's still making like $33 million, right? And he will have a young Maxi with him. I saw there, there's a video of him and Sam Cassell training him, assistant coach there, former Rocket. And, and Maxi, now he's only 22 years old. Tyrese Maxi looks like a guy that's going to be. Uh, a potential star player. I'm not going to get too crazy there. Then you got Joel Embiid. P.J. Tucker's like 37 years old. He's your glue guy. That brought him in to tighten everybody up when people start to get confused uh, or or start to uh, roam their eyes and not pay attention in the middle of the season. That's what he's there for. And then, of course, Tobias Harris – who simply needs to step his game up, and then Doc Rivers. This is their last year. I thought it was last year. Let's see. What is uh, Mad New Yorker? There's really now perfect or right away to make a contractual room at work in sports. Well, I'll say this. He's got the right attitude, and the fact that Embiid said what he said at the end of the season, and Harden, he says, well, we thought we was getting the James Harden from Houston. We're not getting that James Harden from Houston. And he didn't take too much offense to that because he probably, he being Harden, knows that's true. Harden had one great game last year in the playoffs, and that was, what was the game four? And then when they went down to Miami, it's like they went down and partied in the middle of the playoffs. We don't know what happened. They didn't win another game. They lost two straight, totally, and that and that's probably what bringing in a guy like Tucker would be. So, stay out of the clubs. He took the less money. Play like you're capable of playing. He's not getting moved in the middle of the season. That's what same thing with uh, another report out of out of Brooklyn. Now they're saying that. Their reports are that Kyrie is going to stay up there and work with Ben Simmons. And I'm still not convinced that hard uh, that that uh, Kevin Durant's going to get moved. Which they need to stay there and try to work things out. 
because they even had a full season together. Ben Simmons didn't play last year. Kyrie Irving didn't play the home games during the regular season. And people are not shelling out this money. Have you noticed Kyrie sounds really motivated? That goes back to the theme because he's on a one-year contract. He's on an opt-in contract, Kyrie. He needs to stay there. And while I'm on basketball, I noticed that LeBron and uh, Westbrook and Anthony Davis have all agreed to work things out. Well, that tells me that they might not make a move either. They're going to be in Westbrook's agents left him. What Westbrook needs to do is come off the bench and then maybe they'll get a seven or eight seed, but they're not going to stay healthy. That team is not going to stay healthy. Anthony Davis ain't stay healthy. LeBron's 38. Mad New Yorker says lockout comes soon later. Major League Baseball needs another lockout. NBA needs a lockout. They need to do away with these contracts, uh, guaranteed contracts. You need more incentives. Stephen A. Smith says that maybe they should do a pay-as-you-play because of guys like Kyrie, because of what Ben Simmons did last year. Same thing with baseball. Uh, Shorter contracts. This 15-year stuff, man, it, it beats all I've ever seen. Okay? All righty, then. They were SEC Media Days. And, of course, you know, it, it's the same The same characters are going to make the headlines. Uh, Mike Leach said he's not expecting it. This is the Mississippi State coach. News and notes. This is a news and notes section from the SEC Media Days. Uh, he's not expecting Congress to help with regulating NIL and college football. College football needs to save college football. I agree with Mike Leach. Um. What do I want to say? Mike Leach's recommendations. Loves Better Call Saul and Yellowstone. He's a guy, they don't even ask him about stuff like that. He just volunteers it. Uh, and someone asked Nick Saban, what, what is uh, Alabama players making in uh, NIL last year? He says over $3 billion. And as we know, that, that Saban and Jimbo Fisher had the little fallout with Saban getting basically mad because Texas A&M has more money and they're paying guys through NIL to come there. They had eight five-star guys. Nothing came up about that, but someone did ask him. And Saban says on NIL, the thing I have expressed there has to come with uniformity and protocol and now name, image, and likeness is implemented. Now... Does this impact competitive balance in college athletics? Is there transparency across the board? Again, like he really cares about uh, competitive balance when he's dominated. The thing about it is they're going to be good. They had a number two class last year behind Texas A&M. He just can't run rough shot no more. Running rough shots not going to happen. Uh, I, I do think that LSU will be much better this coming up year with Brian Kelly. Uh, we talked about Texas A&M. They beat Alabama last year. I called that. I don't know if they're going to, air quote, win the national championship this year. They will under Jimbo Fisher with the next two or three years. Lane Kiffin, of course. Cannot go through an SEC media day with talking about not talking about him. I will say this. Kiffin did win 10 games last year. He runs his mouth. He sometimes puts his foot in his mouth. He made a fool out of himself against Alabama before getting beat um, by 21 points last year. Get your popcorn ready. Drop the mic. Kind of showed off. Made himself look foolish on the CBS. And, of course, uh Alabama beat them by 21 points. The Kiffin says on booster involvement, pay for play in the chaos of the NFL and the NIL business. 
this is Lane Kiff. He said this was not thought out at all and has created a massive set of issues, which I think most people thought about it from a coach's standpoint, couldn't could have predicted this was going to happen. He did say could have. Yeah, I saw this a mile away. Of course I saw, you know, I said that Texas and Texas A&M, who have the largest endowment, they're going to have a huge leg up. Those people love football in Texas. They love football. They want to put their money in football. They have better high school football. Now, they have better facilities. I like the players that are Florida better because they're not as rich or more uh, eager and more motivated uh, per se. But you've got some great players come out of Texas, man. You know, they're, they're flushed with talent in Texas. And, you know, he's just saying the obvious. Now, he's mad because he can't get the money that some of these big schools can get, Lane Kiffin. But as far as a playoff, Greg Sankey on the SEC prefers for future college football. He says, I'd be fine with automatic qualifiers, four, eight, 12 teams. SEC has always said, this is this is commissioner. He says, it it, it won't highest rank pick number of teams in a playoff and not favor automatic qualifiers for conference champions. Yeah. We're talking three divisions, three big powerhouse divisions. That's what it looks like college football is going to be. Five years ago, I thought that would have been crazy. I thought the idea with that would have been sounding crazy. But now that I'm looking at the fact that you're going to have uh, uh, less uh, nobody stake plan, uh, you, you get one freebie. You don't get three, you get one. You get one Marshall game. You get one Alston P game if you're Alabama. Then you got to play somebody in, in your conference, okay? And if you get a 12-team playoff, but you're having teams like USC and Ohio State play in the regular season every year, you're having uh, a, a pumped-up Texas and Texas A&M play LSU and Alabama, every year and Georgia play at Alabama every year, you're going to have a three loss SEC team in there. You're going to have a three loss team win a national championship. Now this, as far as this playoff is concerned, going past four, that may be four or five years from now. Uh, as far as the alignments going, mind you, the big 10, that's not happening with, with, with the PAC 12 teams, uh, USC, and UCLA, that's not happening in 2024. Oklahoma, Texas is not going to be until 2025. But when this um, when this agreement runs out for the 14 playoff, I do expect something to come along. Eight or 12, and I do think that it would be a good game. Because a lot of when you got these mega conferences here, this is the way I see it. Now they may still try to keep it at three games. No, one freebie. One freebie, one Marshall game, and then the rest has got to be in conference, is what I'm saying. But I'm, and then and Kiffin went on to say it's like a payroll in baseball. What teams are going to last over the long periods? Teams at the higher payroll. He's got sour grapes. He's got ten wins. He just needs to do the best he can. Uh, I think he'll be fine, but when Texas starts getting that much better, I could see him getting canned and maybe somebody in the NFL hiring him uh, as an offensive coordinator. That's my future. That is my future for Lane Kiffin. Not sure he's going to be long for it. Not unless he finds a way to get a booster. Now, he might. Guy's a decent coach. You know, like I said, they won 10 games last year. They beat Mississippi State. You know, they beat Tennessee. I know they wanted to win that game. They beat LSU. LSU fired their coach at Orgeron. But we'll see how it plays out for Lane Kiffin. Okay, guys, that's a lot of stuff I covered today. All right. Now, you know, a lot of these stories here, I simply don't like to talk about 
but again, this is what separates me from the rest. Because you won't hear this Leah Thomas story about this transgender swimmer on ESPN. They will not talk about this. They will not talk about this. They will report it on their website. They will lecture you about Florida politics in basketball games during a uh, in, in a women's tournament, but they will not talk about, they talk about women's rights, but they will not talk about this Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas is a University of Penn, uh, Penn University player, uh, that swimmer. Penn is, is, is a uh, Ivy League school who's a three-year three swimmer, college-level swimmer. Uh, for uh, junior, for freshman, junior, and sophomore year, six foot one, shoulders bigger than mine. And this player was ranked in like the 500s as a male swimmer. And then his senior year said he's going to be a woman and started taking uh estrogen pills or whatever, get his testosterone level, harsh testosterone level down, and was dominating the women's circuit, the women's uh, swim meets, broke a swimmer. I don't know who this person is, but I, I did do my research. Kate Ziegler in the 500. Broke that record, and now Penn has nominated this transgender person as woman of the year. Now, anybody in their right mind would say, and Kentucky nominated this other swimmer. Her name was Riley Gaines, a female swimmer. She says, this is Riley Gaines, University of Kentucky swimmer, who's been, is also nominated. She says, being a real girl in the photo in the University of Kentucky nominee for WOTO, this is yet another slap in the face to women. First female national title and now nominated for the Pinnacle Award in collegiate sports. The NCAA has made this worthless. And that's a that's a that's a female swimmer. Now, I don't have any. This is not this is this is not against transgender rights. This is not discrimination. Uh, uh, not let someone use your business. That would be some type of discrimination because they're transgender or whatever. But anybody that's got kids, anybody that's got a little girl who wants to be a college swimmer or in college for any sport, uh, gets beat out this five foot three your daughter works all, all summer she's been going to these camps and practices she's cut because this person decides the uh, who has got a bigger body structure says that that they want to play and, and uh they want to swim the coach is involved in winning they overlook it uh, everybody is scared to say something because they're afraid of being called some kind of name most people in this country do not believe this. Studies say they don't, but most people are non-confrontational. You got a small, small group of people in this country believe this. And between social media uh, and Hollywood, they blow this up to be bigger than what it is. For example, Dave Chappelle. Had a big fuss with Netflix over making jokes about transgender people, whatever. All right. And you see on the news protest from Netflix, not the show anymore, Dave Chappelle. Take Dave Chappelle down. And I'm looking to see thousands and thousands, like the BLM rights, right? There's like 20 people out there. It's like this Wizard of Oz. Like the guy behind the curtain, just he's like, no, he's got this big, big voice. And the wizard's this little bitty man, and it's no big deal. For the record, Dave Chappelle 
was back on Netflix a week ago. And they were a little quiet about, you know, marketing him coming back. He did a special uh, at his school or something. But if I don't say anything, nobody will. You know? And you say, well, how do you fix something like that? Obviously, a transgender league would be fair. You know, something like that. But for people to actually do something for, about problems like this, you're going to have to have five Leah Thomases on the team. You're going to have, it's, it's just like anything in society. You have to, you, it, it's the pain's got to feel hard enough uh, for somebody to actually do so. It has to be over the top because people are naturally non confrontational about stuff like this. And there's several people who do not believe politically the way I believe that still say this is wrong. Steph Wood, she's a friend of mine, uh, former college basketball player, knows just about every college basketball coach in America. She came on this program, Pickles, last year and said her daughter plays college softball. And I asked her point blank. I said, Steph, let me ask you a hardball question. I've been softballing you for a while. What do you think about these transgenders playing in women's sports? And she said, no, nah, that's just political stuff. I don't believe in that. That is that is some form of grandstanding. And I don't have any problems with them. But I don't want them taking a scholarship for, for my daughter or, or some of her friends. People are so scared of this. I checked that. That was a year ago. I checked her profile, Steph Wood's profile now, and it says pronouns. He, her, uh, she, he, uh, she starts giving her pronouns because that's some kind of code, transgender code for uh, don't assume this person's gender. So she's playing the game out of peer pressure from a small minority, much small, small amount of people. You know, Bruce Jenner. The world's most famous transgender says this sits this back years. The 1976 gold medalist Bruce Jenner, who's now Caitlyn Jenner, says this sets the community back. He says, I hope the best for Leah, but this is bad. That is that is Caitlyn Jenner. But fear. It's just like, again, the fear of the uh, of this, this, this cancel culture, which, again, it, it's, it's the guy behind the curtain that sounds got the big voice, and he gets by, they find the guy, and he's little big nothing. You know, again, Dave Chappelle, the Netflix, all those protests, there was like 20 people in LA. Nobody else cared. And, and, and I don't I don't have any problem with these people, but ESPN will not cover this story. I do not think a six foot one man should compete with my five foot three niece. A man who says he's a female. And it should not be political. This should be right or wrong. She should not be woman of the year. And hopefully this girl from Kentucky, what's her name, Gilly Thomas or whatever, the swimmer, uh, Riley Gaines, excuse me, Riley Gaines, she should, uh, she should win the woman of the year. But again, I'm a realist. I think that it has to, pain has to hurt a whole lot more than what it is. And we need four or five Leah Thomases on the team to get people's attention, to get mom's attention, real moms. And these corporations, these uh, these poly, anybody that stands for that, make them pay for it. Don't buy their products. Don't vote for them. Uh, if Sports Center wants to push that, don't watch ESPN. 
They, I think they gave Caitlyn Jenner the Off Their Ass Courage Award. And if I was Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, I would have gave it back. I said, give it to the other girl. And me probably would now. This was back in uh, quite a few years ago. But that just, I don't like to talk about stuff like this. But again, if I don't, who will? Alternative media, media, uh, that shouldn't be an alternative. That is a, ESPN should bring a panel on for that. But they won't do that because they're scared of the Wizard of Oz. They're, they still think that that voice is big and it's really just a little bitty man in an echo chamber. Okay? If you guys like the show, share the show. You won't get that anywhere else. You might get that on Jason Whitlock. But uh, you, you, there's so many limited outlets to get that kind of sports talk, to get brutal honesty about guys like Lamar Jackson, your Leah Thomases of the world, your Major League Baseball, etc. Okay? Have a good night, guys. Uh, I will be back around 9 p.m. Central Time. And... Um, Next Tuesday, now, uh, 7.30 a.m. Central Time. I know we've had some technical problems. we got this week in sports. Mac, Jack, and Jim Jeffcoat will be on there. Uh, this week in sports, YouTube, Facebook, check that out. We've got a whole lot we go over. Have a good night, everybody. I'll see you next week, same place, same time. Otherwise, here on Sports Scope.